Today is the day that we celebrate the Trinity. Today is a day that we really celebrate an idea, a theological understanding. And I want to start by asking you, what do you think about when you hear the word mystery? Mystery. What comes to mind for you? Do you start defining what it means? Are you thinking of a book that you have recently read that would fall under that category? Maybe a mystery is something that we unpuzzle, or something that we sit back and take in. When you think of mystery, are you reminded of any experiences you've had? Maybe recently or long, long ago. Mystery is something that is difficult or impossible to explain or understand. And there's a lot about our faith that is mysterious. Our faith begins with the incarnation. It begins with the birth of God as Jesus. It begins with God becoming human, and we hold this mystery, this understanding that Jesus was fully human and fully divine. It's a mystery that I know when I draw near to it, I, I maybe glimpse a slight bit of understanding for a moment, and then I say, that doesn't make sense. And I sort of move back and forth in those spaces. There's a mystery involved with Easter, mystery of the resurrection, the mystery of Jesus who is killed on the cross and rises again, appearing to his disciples, appearing to his friends. It's another mystery that you can kind of see a glimpse of darkly, sort of, and also don't understand it at the same time. The Trinity, we understand our God, God as Trinitarian. God is one. There is one God. And at the same time, God is three. There are these three persons interacting in this one being, or this one way of being. So today we celebrate an idea, we celebrate a bit of theology, and the sacred stories are in service to that theology. We heard the gospel. It's a segment from John's farewell discourse. So Jesus is talking to his friends. He's talking to his disciples, who he's been with for the last few years, and he knows what is about to happen to him. And so there's a good segment of John's text devoted to Jesus encouraging and talking to his friends. I feel like it's the, he's the sense that he is pouring out everything he can into them. It's like he's trying to pour out all the love he has for them and for us into them. And the little segment that we heard, it starts off with Jesus saying to them, you cannot bear anymore than what I am offering you right now. You cannot, like, you can't even hold it. All that he is offering to his disciples, all that he offers to us, you can't bear the weight of it. And so the Holy Spirit will come. She will come and she will continue. She will come. She will come with the love that the Father, the Creator, has for us. She will come with the love that Jesus has for us, and she will help us continue to bear 
and learn and grow. I think of the Holy Spirit as that energetic force that helps us to stretch just a little further beyond the boundaries that we're quite comfortable with. I think there's a, we have a very human need to understand things, to make sense of things, to try to puzzle things out. It's amazing that we get to do that. It's amazing that our minds and our bodies work that way. And sometimes I think we do it so that we can try to contain things, keep things in their place, sort of box things up. It's quite normal that we categorize our world in different ways, but I think sometimes it's because we have a fear of what could be. I don't mean to minimize the, the rich history and the depth of thinking and the long um, through the ages all the scholars that have thought and puzzled and try to unpuzzle this mystery of the Trinity. But the Trinity is something that whenever you sort of brush up against defining it, you brush right up against a heresy. There's a lot of jokes right now that circulate among clergy circles. My husband and I were watching a little video yesterday and laughing, and it was a conversation between a few characters trying to understand, make sense of the Trinity. And so an, a metaphor was offered, and then somebody said, no, that's a heresy. And then another metaphor was offered, no, that's another heresy. And I'm reminded of just how beautiful it is to enter in fully, trying to unpack and think something through, but then also how beautiful it is to just sit back and say, it is. Okay. To sit back and hold the awe of the mystery. When was the last time you beheld a mystery? I'm also aware that just me being me up here speaking to you, me being an ordained minister of the church at different times, I would be a heresy. Throughout history, there are many ways in which our church has seen things, and then it's that movement of the Holy Spirit to help stretch us into a different way of understanding. It is helping us become more and more the beloved community God envisions for us. Lately, I feel like we have been confronted with a lot of violence. I say lately, it's sort of always the case. It's maybe not always right in front of our face, but several months ago, we were aware of a war breaking out um, across the world. In the last month, we've become aware yet again of the depth of gun violence that we deal with in our nation. Gun violence that is, has a lot of different roots, a lot of different reasons, but gun violence that has also expressed itself against kids and also very, very much expresses itself in the sin of white supremacy. There are legislation, there is legislation happening throughout our country or potentially happening throughout our country that is going to limit health care for women and girls. There's legislation that is limiting and attacking our LGBTQIA brothers and sisters these days. The sacred story in Genesis that talks about the beginning of things, that talks about the creation, that we heard alluded to in the reading from Proverbs that we heard this morning. 
humankind, we are created in the image of God. We are all created, the fullness of humankind, in God's image. And with that day of creation, when God created humankind, God said, it is very good. There's a scriptural scholar, a biblical scholar, Joy J. Moore. When I was doing some research and for the Trinity this morning, I stumbled upon what she said. She said that the scripture that we heard from John, this farewell text where it's like Jesus is pouring his love into his disciples. She describes it as a window into the whole message of scripture that exposes the Trinitarian understanding of the creator God at work to form a Christ-like people in whom the presence of the Holy Spirit is undeniably active. God is shaping us individually and also us as a church, us as a group, into a Christ-like people so that we may be about the work of manifesting God's dream, of manifesting this beloved community, this beloved way of living and loving each other we are called into. God is one, and God is three. Some of our church fathers, and I imagine mothers, described the sense of God as one and three with this term perichoreo, perichoresis, which means rotating. And I think of it as this movement can be described as a dance. God the creator, God the redeemer, God the sustainer, all fluidly moving in this endless flow of dancing. We are invited to participate in that dance. In the dance of the Holy Trinity, there is movement, there is flow, there is relationship. At the heart of how we understand God is relationship. How is the Holy Spirit inviting you to see things new? Where are you being being invited to stretch out and expand into a new way of being in relationship? Maybe with God, maybe with yourself, maybe with each other. And then how is God inviting us as a community gathered together into this divine dance? I think it's very fitting that our summer Barbecue and all the festivities that invite relationship is happening this year on Trinity Sunday. How will these relationships spill out? And how will our sense of God spill out? Because God's love cannot be contained.